so excited. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's what he sounds like. Can Polly? I, I almost want Polly to play this, play the Chalamet character. Yes. That's so good. Ryan Polly as Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. as this character. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Seth. And welcome back to the Writer's Room Game Show. It's the podcast where every week we generate an original feature film idea from scratch in under 60 minutes, working from a set of random prompts given to us by a big Hollywood studio. Now, Seth, this is the first episode in season three where we actually have a guest writer. Our guest writer today is an animate... <laughs> I just I was just here waiting right to say the this. intro and realize that we have to actually like talk a bit and riff before giving the intro. Uh, no. Yes, we have a guest today. I'm very excited because not only is he a good friend of ours, not only is he insanely talented, he's also like a huge fan of the podcast and sends us notes regularly for like almost All every episode. That's great. And we love him. In fact... Oh, damn it. I got rid of my uh, soundboard. I used to have the applause. I was going to do an applause every time we said this man's name. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, actually, no. Renee, add the applause. Renee can do it. Here we go. <laughs> when you hear his name, we applaud. We applaud. We give applause on this show. Our guest writer today is an animator, motion designer, and the creative director at School of Motion. He has designed an entire hotel for Warner Brothers. He's mentored talented motion design artists across the country, created title sequences for some of our favorite TV shows and movies, and currently also hosts the School of Motion podcast ladies and gentlemen all of you please welcome ryan summers to the show hey thank you that makes me tired just hearing you say all those different things it's been a long career hasn't it oh buddy have you do you ever have to explain it to other people like it's the worst yeah i just say oh you know pixar like that but no one notices the work oh people that's excellent people get very tired when i explain to them what i do because on all the things that i do and all the shows that i host and then they stop talking to me like so what are you working on now it's like oh do you have an hour to sit there and 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 wait yeah that's the best Uh, thing when someone says so you're a director have i seen your work like oh let me think about a way to answer that well according to my instagram grandma at thanksgiving they're like oh have have we seen anything that you've worked on it's like no absolutely ever will I just say, yeah. Have you seen Mission Impossible? The new <laughs> I directed it. I made all of it. Well, Ryan, I would love to, before we like get into our stuff, I would love to, we, we actually have a listener question that I think uh, applies, would apply greatly to you. So I'm going to play our bumper. It's time for a listener question. It's time for a listener question. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm pumping my fist. I, I literally can't help it. <laughs> Uh, and our listener question is actually, what is your favorite title sequence? So I pulled this oh. out because, Ryan, you've actually animated, designed some great title sequences. I think we might have talked way back in the day. Did you work on, I'm only bringing it up because it's one of my favorite movies. Did you work on Pacific Rim? Oh my God, yes. I, I, the amount of times I'll say Pacific Rim during oh this God. whole thing, just start drinking every time you say it. But yes, <laughs> um, I did that along with one of my partners, the title sequence and the main on end for Pacific Rim. And it oh, was I freaking love it. Maybe so the defining good. experience of my entire creative career. I love it so much and the music the music and the title sequence everything is so perfect and it's these right. incredible sort of Jaegers and Kaiju almost like they're figures right um, sort of yeah. uh, panning overall I mean uh, the, the best stuff. way I can describe it is we, we we pitched four ideas to Guillermo del Toro and um, thankfully he picked the one that we were actually even able to do for the time we had left but he called it a sexy Apple version of um, like it. monsters <laughs> and robots so That's but yes. it is basically like a slow camera moving around all this stuff that after you've watched two hours of ILM beat em ups. You never get a chance to actually just stare at everything and just kind so of see good. it in its glory. So yeah, that was super fun. And it also, Tom Morello, that guitar riff, man. Yes. Like that was, I, I had to listen to that 
so, if you had to listen to something incessantly for like four weeks nonstop for like 60 hours a week, that was something that would be worth it. It is literally part of my DNA at this point. But man, I love that song. I still smile when I hear it. Are you the one, so, Ryan, who told me about, I feel like it was you who told me that uh, after one day, like something about like Guillermo riding, simul- driving simultaneous <laughs> parallel to you on the road. Yes. Is this, that was you? Oh my God, dude. One of the weirdest moments in my life is like, so So we got this job and um, we weren't even supposed to pitch it, but we kind of secretly went against our owner's wishes to to go meet with Guillermo, partially because next to Writer's Room Game Show, I may be the, the biggest fan of Guillermo del Toro. Um, <laughs> We're next to we, Guillermo del Toro? Ryan, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. number, yes, we have, a, we have a not a bullshit meter. We can, not, we can at least, okay. <laughs> it's not a bullshit. I mean, oh, for wow. the amount of times I, I text you guys on Instagram after every I listen to every episode, I think it's probably true that Writer's Room Game Show, number one, Guillermo del Toro, oh, number man. two, what? my son, number three. Whoa. <laughs> right? That, that, you like know, that actually lines up. Honored. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. But yeah, no, so that, I mean, that was one of those weird things. So we win this thing and we only have six weeks to make it right before the movie comes out. So we're working crazy hours like you do um, just because you love something, you want to make it awesome. And um, I think like with two weeks left, we are wiped out. But Guillermo, man, that dude works more than anyone I've ever met and never looks like it. Because he, I think he was doing, there's an animated movie from camera. I think it was called Book of Life. He was, mm-hmm. he yes. was like producing and directing like code, not really directing, but producing that and giving notes on it. First thing in the morning in Santa Monica, then he'd drive to DreamWorks to help on like Puss in Boots and Rise of the Guardians. And he, he was, you know, executive producing a bunch of movies there. And then he would start his day working on Pacific Rim. And wow. almost every time, like he would come in and he'd be full of energy. But one time I was wiped out driving and I was going to the to the lot and I just, and we're just like in, you know, bumper to bumper traffic like you do in LA. And I just looked to my right and Guillermo is literally just sitting there like nodding his head, listening to who knows what kind of music. And he just looks over me and he recognizes me and just smiles. And he literally waves like a little schoolgirl. Like he was so excited. <laughs> He's just like, ha ha like laughing and i was so like good. i have I, it was like the biggest adrenaline shot i'm like oh i have all the energy i need for the rest of the day today let's let's go for let's the rest it. of your life i wish yeah, you exactly. filmed it i wish you could just make it oh a gif God. and we could see it yeah, every day it lives rent free in my head that's for sure i love that so much well i know seth you probably do you have a do you have a favorite i'm sure there's hundreds that you could think of there are hundreds spot. hundreds i i think that I've got mine like ready to go at all times, which is the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World mm. opening titles. Amazing! Oh, those are fantastic, hundred percent. And like starting with the sh- the opening, the shot mm-hmm. at the like the hallway the shot, the endless yes. living room. Oh, that is the title sequence, of course. Yes, it's so good. And that song, I you know what, man, you might have just replaced. No, I, you took it, so I can't take that one. But I, the song itself is part of like what mm-hmm. it's like. I came to this movie expecting a right. I did not expect to get like garage rock Beck. Like I did not mm-hmm. uh, expect to get like that so finely honed and tuned to my interest musically that opening mm-hmm. song it's just perfect I do have a I want to say either the these are both funny because they're both similar the X-Files or mm-hmm. Better Call Saul because they're both really shitty like <laughs> <laughs> and and they both are absolutely perfect for their show. Like yeah, the yeah. X Files is so weird and seedy and feels like you're catching it in the middle of the night and you're not supposed to be seeing it. And then Better Call Saul is just the most. I mean, I've done talks about how I learned how to make Red Giant Universe plugins by like trying to recreate <laughs> the opening titles, and that's how your Better Call Saul title uh, tutorial is really great, by the way. Thanks, man. Because you just capitalize on how like trashy this looks and it's so good i'm using this dumb footage i shot on my iphone of a bunch of jurassic park trading cards all over my desk aka my desk 
It was the most fun, like research I've done in a long time. Like I love recreating, like especially title sequences and stuff. I love trying to imitate. I was just doing it today with this dumb thing we did for VFX and chill where I altered the Paramount logo to be, to say VFX and chill. And I just love opening up and reverse engineering the stuff that people like mm-hmm. Ryan do and s- trying to figure out how to recreate it. Yeah. What about answer. you, Ryan? Do you have any immediate favorites that come to mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I there's too many probably, right? Um, and I think you know, like, I always go to Seven's title sequence just because yeah. you know, like it kind of, it kind of, it's kind of a lame duck one to say, but I think maybe now not as many people are familiar with it. But mm-hmm. it was kind of the thing that kickstarted title sequences back into kind of being in vogue again, kind of being back into fashion. And and Kyle Cooper and everything Imaginary Forces kind of did after that kind of kept it going. But that one, I like when I first started working at IF, I I got sat down when I first got my my first like seat when I was staff and I looked up and like the handmade kind of like one of the pitch documents like was sitting there in this like beautiful frame. And I was like, I'm, I'm this is my seat. I'm going to absorb everything, you know, from this piece of piece of art. So it, that has a special place in my head, but I would say, honestly, I, I don't think animated TV show title sequences get much credit, but I really don't think for what a title sequence is supposed to do, right? Like personally, I think a lot of title sequences are actually pretty bad um, because they, they're egocentric. They don't actually mm. serve the, the show, you know, especially in TV show titles. Yeah. 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 There's lots of beautiful looking things, but you don't want to watch them after one time. And a lot of times they're more like a vanity project for the person making them than actually something that a viewer, it's made for a viewer. Yeah. But I, man, I go to Batman, the animated series opening title. So good. Just like, so good. It's like a short setting, film. Yeah. Setting the world, setting the tone, showing that this is, you know, not, you know, the old Batman. It's not the the Michael Keaton Batman. This is something completely different, like a like an neo-noir. Um, and then it ends with that that Bruce Tim silhouette of Batman against the lightning. lightning where it gets backlit and you see him mm-hmm. for a second and it goes back to the so silhouette. Um, man, I don't, I don't think you can beat that in terms of title sequence for what I think a title sequence is supposed to do. Love it. Love it so yeah. much. Oh, Whoa. oh wow. And just like timing. that, the studio um, is actually giving us a call. I'm going to go ahead and put him on speakerphone. Hey, studio, I'm going to put you on speaker. Oh, Hey, guys. Studios. It's the big Hollywood studio. Hey, studio, how's hey, it going? We're sending over this week's assignment in an email. Let me know if you don't see it. I okay, cool. All right. Seth, I think uh, you, I'm assuming you're uh, you're sending it to Seth. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Wow. That, I, I've talked to a lot of Hollywood studio people. That's the most macho Hollywood studio person I've ever heard in my life. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, questions. I mean, that's even better macho-ness is that he questions how macho he actually is. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, Seth, uh, did we get? Uh, did you get an email from the studio? I did get an email from the studio. And was it written in all caps? It was not in all. Not at all. Nope. Yep. You're right. Not at all. It was oh, not in all caps. I apologize. I am it sorry. Is... That was an assumption on my part. I should not have made. I don't uh, know how to respond to that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm looking at the email right now. This week, we're looking for a pitch in this genre. Body horror. Ooh. Okay. I like it. And we'd like it to have this tone. Nonstop. Nonstop body horror. We want to appeal to this target audience. Fans of pixel art. Ooh. Okay, interesting. And this is our only mandate. It's just one word. It says Chalamet. I mean, that's all you need. Chalamet. Terrific. Awesome. Terrific. Uh, thank you so much, studio. Uh, I think that's uh, all we need from you, sir. We'll, we'll get started. We're excited to hear your vision for this, even though hearing vision is scientifically impossible. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay. Ooh, thank okay. you. Okay. Right. Go ahead and Talk hang up soon. Now. We're so excited to hear what you come up with. Okay. Talk soon. Hugs okay. and kisses. 
Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye thanks. Oh, wow. Do you, okay. you guys have a really close relationship with him, don't you? Not really. Apparently. It's just over the yeah. line. Wild, um, wildly Seth, inappropriate. The, uh, the last thing we need is actually uh, some ideas for our uh, Ryan and Seth ideal pile. Correct. Uh, now that's uh, Ryan's and Seth. So <laughs> Ryan's, the Ryan's and Seth to this week, guys, we're coming to the table with these five ideas that we would like to try and integrate into the story if we can. If not, it's no big deal. By the way, side note, this apparently this is we've had five guests on the show and three of them are named Ryan. So make <laughs> it awesome. Do you think the people have noticed yet? <laughs> so our five ideas that we're coming to the table with are the Declaration of Independence. No idea what you said. It means if there's something wrong, those who have the ability to take action have the responsibility to take action. An ancient stone that glows somehow. <laughs> A submarine. Mm, I like it. I like it. A cave everyone calls the murder cave. And then final one. A move to a new city. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. And on that note, hit the soundboard. The writer's room game show has begun. <laughs> Finally, we Ooh. did it. It's a um, shirt and now. Because of when our uh, focus group is coming, we actually only have 40 minutes. So uh, mm -hmm. as if we needed more stakes. 20 of the minutes yes, we were taken from me looking up the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quite a few. So nonstop body horror for fans of Pixel Heart, and it must have P Pixel Shalomet. Heart, Pixel Heart, Pixel Heart, Pixel Heart <laughs> for fans of what? Pixel Hearts. I, think, uh, I mean, Pixel Hearts is not a bad idea for a, a kickoff for a title. If we're talking body horror, Pixel Hearts, and so should Pixel should Heart? Should we is kind of think guy? about like what what kind of because we have body horror and pixel art. I guess it could go together, but I'm thinking of that demographic. Like, what does that say about that, those people? Fans of pixel art because it's not saying we have that to they're stuck in the 2000s no i mean pixel art has a different a different connotation now too just because of nfts like mm -hmm. pixel art has become almost like the, this kind of like cachet of cool right like like if you're talking about like pfps like proof for pictures and all this stuff where it's like Did somebody say cachet of cool joke. oh cachet of cool hatchet of cool i'm trying to think of names already <laughs> I, I already thinking like shall i may shall i might for our for our title just because of <laughs> timothy chalamet immediately like i'm like shall i may no shall i might there's something there there's something there um but i i immediately go to like pixel art being like the MacGuffin or something like that like or the trigger for all of this in the sense oh that's that like, interesting like, well like, like people are like oh we got a bit on this pick this pixel art it's a one of one oh it's going for four thousand oh, we have sort of a digital body horror kind of thing where it's Gosh, yeah i was exactly. about to get it if like if yes. you were if your body were to pixelate and turn into pixel art Holy there's a body shit. horror version of that mm -hmm. like there's a yes. version of that that is horrifying oh man but here here though with the whole like like pixel art nft thing it could be like a reverse ring maybe where it's like all these people are bidding on this auction for this art but the guy who gets it it actually slowly turns him like the fly cronenberg style into, into the, the pixel art. i'm in he turns in. into the pixel and he's captured inside the actual pfp because we can he's on the blockchain he's stuck on the blockchain <laughs> this is great because know, we can throw shit in nfts, NFTs while also so celebrating them simultaneously mm -hmm. and oh so we get yeah. we get both the anti and pro nft people to watch this we get everyone in this yes, conversation in like in, because there's the haters, the people who absolutely hit it, and there's people Holly. who have bought in a thousand percent and Ryan. want to get in. Yes. So Ryan and Ryan, Ryan just, and Ryan, yes. Ryan and Ryan, and Seth in the middle, and then the people who see the potential, you be the but tweener, you also <laughs> see everyone's complaints. The me. I mean, I see this is where this is where you write Jeff Goldblum as Seth Worley, and he's the tweener. Where he's like, I don't know, do I know? And he doesn't know. He doesn't know which Seth, way to go. Seth and is Chalamet can right play now. him. Chalamet can play himself. That's why it's Chalamet. Shall I might because he's. <laughs> 
a superstar who's trying to decide if he should buy and get in on the NFT thing or should he stay away from it because and, it's going to oh hurt his God. popularity. What a fantastic like uh, stand-in within- for Goldblum's uh, set, uh, Brundlefly. I think that Chalamet is rather good, that's, rather accurate. No, I feel like that's pretty close to to him back at yeah. the Fly era. Yeah. This, I want to just remark it. We're three and a half minutes into this. And we're, we're and- ready to pitch. <laughs> I mean, guys, I've, I've been prepping for this. I've been doing my 80s montage workout. I've been having, I got, I got uh, plot device circles all over my room. I've got strings going back and forth. I didn't yes. know what these were, but. Yes, you're a Batman style. You've you've spray painted the ground below you for some reason, even though. By the way, everybody, be sure to catch the Batman and see and celebrate Ryan Polly's fantastic turn Whew. and performance without a mustache as the Riddler. That's I, I'm like, that don't know spoilers? how to take it. Like, yeah. Should I take it as a compliment or an insult? I think it's compliment. a little bit of both. You've got your own HBO Max streaming series ready to go right now. I don't know if you've got the contracts yet. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, yes, I love this idea. I love everything about it. Now, I'm trying to think where to start in terms of developing this. Should we just start from the beginning? Like, who is this character? Well, can we, um, can we just describe body horror maybe to nail down which version? Because we're talking about a pretty wide spectrum of, of uh, you type reference of the film, fly, right? which I think is a really good reference because I feel yeah, I think that's the probably most when people say body horror, that's probably the first well, thing. Anything Cronenberg. We're also talking, have you seen Titan yet? Like, we're talking, Not I mean, yet. there's also a world where, like, you know, you've got like Gonzo, Scott Pilgrim, Edgar Wright pushed to the nth degree with something like. Like that too right like modern modern body horror let me, is like beyond for, for our listeners let me just describe like a wikipedia entry so mm-hmm. body horror is a subgenre of horror that intentionally showcases grotesque or psychologically disturbing violations of the human body these violations may manifest uh, through aberrant sex mutations mutilation zombification gratuitous violence disease or unnatural movements of the body body horror was a description originally applied to emerging subgenre of north american horror films but has roots in early gothic literature literature and has expanded to include other media. And uh, I think what works so great. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Paul. No, I was just going to say like uh, David Cronenberg is the, you know, principal yeah. originator of it in American films uh, like the fly or at least uh, in like popularizing popular, like mm-hmm. vernacular of words. Uh, I think that's my, that's my nickname in high words. school. The, the cachet of cool and the vernacular of words, Mr. South Worley. The a reason I love the, I reference the fly. Like I, I see that as like, that's the epitome of like what I kind of would want to mm-hmm. do is because I feel like the best body horror is from, and this is purely subjective here, but it's like, it's happening to the main character's body. Like it is the fact that like you can't, mm-hmm. it's this, the fly is so good because it, it is this slow burn mm-hmm. of this guy's body just completely falling apart and turning into something else and it's horrifying because you can't escape your own body like mm-hmm. and what we need to do is a non-stop slow burn non-stop yeah, totally <laughs> It's a it's a sumptuous decay, right? Like it's somebody who you you you, you want to watch this person just fall apart, but then you get grossed out, and then you start to feel bad for them. Then you don't want to be anywhere near them. The same way the audience, and the it's same the way the character is worried about. Yeah, and the interesting thing about the pixel thing is because it's like it's kind of disgusting, but at the same time, it's like there's something that's if it's like a really rudimentary sort of like almost like cause I, I kind of wouldn't want to do like a like flesh like cubes of like flesh. Yeah, I wouldn't want yeah. it to be this weird, gross kind of th- like. There's something to me about the digital 
digital aspect of him becoming sort of like the the digital thing as opposed to like just becoming like pixel cubes of, of yeah, flesh yeah yeah then it turns into that, that adam sandler movie right where it's just like i got an angle on this i got an angle can i pitch a slight swing that can still go body horror do you know do you know the the oscar wilde the, the picture of dorian gray where yes. there's like this person and they have the painting and they maintain their youth while the painting starts to get older and looks more vicious and starts to wither while they still maintain is there a world where you can play that but with nfts and you know maybe it maybe it stars jeff goldblum and chalamet and, and it's like goldblum is in the picture and chalamet is like the young version of it and they're playing almost each other but the, i feel oh like there's God. something with that like that like dorian gray meets body horror cronenberg but you know amped up did you just pitch a modernized version of the picture of dorian gray with jeff goldblum as the portrait and timothy chalamet as yeah i think oh i just did oh my god it's really good. I think so. Did I think it. so. Son of a bitch did it. And instead of Lord and Miller, instead of Lord and Miller producing it, it's Whirly and Polly. Finally. The new Lord and Miller. The new. I mean, I, the, the next. The next Lord and Miller. The backup Lord and Miller. Yeah, that's more like it actually. <laughs> that's even a great movie. The backups. The you Lord guys just actually like Lord and Miller are reinvigorating like some completely oddball like seventies or eighties TV show like Knight Rider, and then all of a sudden they disappear, and you guys have to walk in on set pretending to be Lord and Miller because nobody knows who they are. No one's ever actually seen them they're just working so much they're just like <laughs> yeah scripts. no one's ever i love i love <laughs> creating that mythology okay i like this so the idea is that the and i can't did you twist it to where hang on so he i've i've never read the picture of dorian gray so i don't i'm not going to know the story quite as well but ryan's not as cool as us ryan no it's true <laughs> i've never read it either i'm just I'm, I'm aware of it and familiar with it have you but, seen his mustache he's cooler than both of us combined. but why don't you Thank why don't you, you so. go ahead and tell here, us here, can i can i i'll just read this this history of Dorian Gray. I pulled up because I was like, I think I remember, but I don't. And how does the, the murder cave? This uh, is from your private archives, right? Well, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've been trying to make Dorian Gray into something for three decades. So this, this is the way in. I'll, I'll just read the entry. Dorian Gray is an orphan boy who is the heir to a great fortune. Basil Howard paints his portrait and Dorian declares that he would give his soul if he were always to be young and the painting instead would grow old. Dorian leaves his fiance, an actress, because through a single bad performance, he claims that she has killed his love. She kills herself with poison and Dorian is unaffected. She begins, so begins to tell the boy descent into low society while still giving dinners and musicals for high society. He's inspired by two things. The book Lord Henry Watton sends him that seems to predict his own life by dissecting every virtue and every sin from the past. And secondly, the picture of himself, which grows steadily older and more vicious looking compared to his own mirror image, which remains young. Fanatical about the portrait, he is driven to murder and deception. As others are drawn into this web of evil, Dorian himself longs to return to innocence, but his method is horrific and tragic. Created by Oscar Wilde. The picture is a symbol for his soul, obviously. As as his soul corrupts, you see it in the picture. Like the NFT version of that, but I mean, I mean, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of analogs there. Like, there's a lot of people who are just saying like the NFTs themselves are just corrupting all the artists who are just trying to like go for the cheap, fast buck. And it's also being used as like profile pictures for millions of people, you know, around social media. Like, they want to elevate themselves by getting this tiny little pixel art that says they're cool. I'm trying to think of what's like the. There's a lot of obvious versions of this. I'm trying, like, if you were to try and mint yourself. What what would what you couldn't do that right? Well, I mean, there, there's more and more technology where you could actually probably you know like it's tough to invoke his name without creating controversy, but like Beeple has created what full three D people <laughs> full full three no D you don't know who Beeple characters. is. 
Uh, Beeple's no. is the dude who sold like like on an auction like a sixty nine million dollar collection oh, of yes. all of his one I day. Have heard of that. And side yes. note, he's yeah. at least when I've uh, met him a couple of times, he's a very sweet human being. Um, yes, you if you heard Beeple and heard all the the stories and controversy around him and never saw a picture of him, you could walk past him in a building and never know that that's who it dude was. Dude looks like Bill Gates. Just like every time I've yeah. seen him, he's wearing khakis and like a button up collared shirt, and yeah. he looks yeah. He's been making these renders a day, like one uh, render mm-hmm. a day for like years, 13, and, 14 years, and literally just making a different like Cinema 4D art thing every day and slowly yeah. over the yeah, course yeah. of time built up an audience and everything. And then when in it, the, the advent of NFTs or the whatever, he like minted all of them and sold them all in a weekend and, be, and like it was the, that became was the thing that a became huge. Yeah. Overnight. And then he was on time, wasn't he? Yeah. Cover of time, which, you know. Not easy to do unless you're. That's crazy. No, yeah, I mean, especially for like a modern digital artist, it's kind of like against the whole thing. Um, the other thing he did though recently that I thought might might be interesting is um, he did this whole thing where he created essentially like a hologram inside of a box, and you can walk around the box, and you can actually see it in three D, and it's just like a character walking through grass. But immediately I was like, oh man, like I'm surprised somebody hasn't actually digitized themselves and put themselves in a box where like as the ultimate like se- like like. Well, I'm glad I brought you here today, Ryan. Because <laughs> oh my god, no, I'm just kidding. It's there, <laughs> but like the ultimate it's selling of your own ego, right? Like, oh, for $70 million, you can have a box with me in it. You know, like, and that's sold as an NFT, you know, or sort of as like a profile picture or something where someone's actually auctioning themselves off, like a digital representation of it. Interesting. So, but the thing is we want that slow burn. So how do we do- But also I mean, nonstop. I mean, what if you did something where like there was an artist- <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Paulie, for constantly reminding us. <laughs> what if there was an artist who actually like did that, right? This artist on the top of the world and then they mint themselves as like this like hyper-stylized, perfect version of themselves captured in the height of their life. And then the moment they do that, they mint it and they sell it and they have all the money in the world, their life goes bad, like falling down style. And they have an accident, they get burned. Like something happens to where they're almost like horribly disfigured, but then there is that still like digital- representation of them okay. that's still like, I, like getting younger or smarter or stronger as they're degressing. So a couple things. I like that. I, what I don't like is a protagonist who is like the Mark Rylance character in Ready Player One and also mm-hmm. in the that Adam McKay movie that I wasn't crazy oh, about. Yes. Don't watch me. Yes. I'm just kidding. I, I'm kidding. Watch. It's going to win the, the uh, Academy Award now. I know. Sure. Great. So uh, and I have nothing against Adam McKay. I love many other things he's done. The or Mark Rylance, but the idea of like having a main character be someone who is—it's hard to write. It's just I'm, a I'm whole, just kind of missing the body horror in that. In terms of our protagonist, here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going. I'm going that direction. Is I loved someone originally said the ring. The idea of doing mm-hmm. the like uh, that kind of a deal, and I think that if we can have what you just pitched, Ryan, is like a backstory behind this NFT. Perhaps this NFT, whoever owns it, it like slowly, steadily mm-hmm. becomes that person who owns it, and maybe the person then slowly becomes whoever the last person was almost like it trade like it yeah yeah it moves maybe I it, like maybe that. it was yeah. something before it was minted it was something physical or something that was then minted in digital and so now it's this thing that gets passed around and well slowly here's how trades we get the you. non-stop tone too is if there's this sort of like it follows too had this kind of thing where even though it was a really slow horror movie monster it was like always moving mm-hmm. and always comes so you felt this non-stop tension even though it was a slow yeah. sort I like of- that that non-stop doesn't mean fast non-stop means potentially like it's a glacier but it's never not moving it's never yeah. right it's always right exactly. behind you so but from the second he buys that he what do you call when you buy an nft what do you, well it gets it gets minted and then you you okay. it's an auction you bid on it and you win it yeah so the thing they is win can, it and that that's when it starts and it never stops until he either becomes that well and it could um, be like a slow or, i'm not sure what the first thing would be or the second like what order progression but it's like what i and this may be too cheesy but like what i had in my head was like literally one day the uh, like his eye 
is not his eye anymore. It's the mm-hmm. previous guy's eye, and the eye in the uh, NFT is now his eye. Like, dude, there's yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there could be something where it's like, so there's this famous NFT, this hologram in a box. There's only ever been one of it. It has some secret algorithm that's always constantly changing and mutating based on whoever owns it. Like, you feed your personal data into it, but the person who made it died, and you don't know why they, it like they died. You don't know how there's an accident. That's how it became famous because it had to be auctioned off or something like that. And then the newest owner of it mysteriously dies within a certain amount of time of having it. And you don't know why. And then this guy, somebody else comes to actually buy it. And then you get to witness, there's already some kind of mystery around this. Like why did, why have two people died around this thing? But that idea of like, when you, when you auction off an NFT, there's still like residuals that the original artist could receive. Like you can oh, say, yeah. Oh, every so time, it does every back. time someone buys it, I get 20%. Right. So there's some idea that every time this thing gets passed on, it's also taking 20% of the previous owner each Ooh. time. Ooh. There's something like, you know what? Like, there's something good. in there. That's nice. And, and, and also and, you have a way, you have a mystery, a thread to follow then too. And trying to like go back. Cause that's yeah. what, yeah. 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 See, then it turns it into almost like seven where it's like, you're trying to figure out what's the box. And it's literally yep. a hologram. Oh, it's, and it's a race against sort of the clock. Like I have, to figure out what's causing this before it like turns me until takes, it completes the process takes 20 yeah, percent of the person the and so it's not even is it trading or is it just taking like and creating this like collage of person like is it is it switching or is it i mean I, there's something interesting about it if we're, we're saying that there's a chain of custody right like provenance like you're like this person has this and they gave it they sold it to get money but it also took something of itself of that person with it what if like somebody in the chain of ownership actually was like a killer or someone bad or someone evil or someone's like they're they're trying to live forever or some something by putting themselves into the nft or into the blockchain so that the next person that gets it and then when they buy it then that per, like in the swap the killer's coming back out oh it's like that alba movie the eye where she gets the mm-hmm. where she gets yeah. the the eye transplant that's naturally the movie everyone thinks of but yeah yes yeah, the uh, classic jessica alba film the, or uh, idle hands where he gets new classic. hands and they're the devil's hands or something i don't remember yeah. that story so the idea is that like this okay there's like ah oh, this is interesting this also is a lot like the carrier uh in a ways that well, you don't know the classic seth worley classics unsold <laughs> seth worley joint when zach dixon joint um, in pre-production in pre-production that's yeah. not sold. A lot of things in pre. It's part of a story. Maybe it's the beginning. Maybe it's the middle. Or maybe <laughs> it's the end. <laughs> so, okay. I like this. Uh oh. We are getting another call from the studio, so. I'm going to go ahead and uh, put that... I, I'm assuming it's our wildcard mandate. I'll put them on speakerphone. Welcome to Movie Phone, home of the Movie Phone. Can I take your order? What? That's... Oh, that was... Okay. That's you great. Okay, great Steve? job. Great job. Hey, guys. There have been some developments since... Okay. Oh. Okay. Was there more to that, Mr. Studio? No? Some developments? Can you give us a mandate, maybe? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we're waiting, sir. Hey, guys. There have been some development. You, you told us that. Here okay. We- thank you. Today's wildcard mandate is the studio wants more diner scenes. Please start and end your movie in a diner. I mean, that, okay. Okay. We can make okay. this work. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Sure. Talk to um, you later. Got to run. Uh, Talk soon. Okay. Thank okay, you, cool. studio. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, okay? We're so excited to hear what you come up with. Yes. Talk soon. Thank you. Hugs and kisses. Again. Seriously. Okay, again, again more kisses. hugs and kisses. X's and O's, man. Golly. Shut your damn mouth, Ryan. Okay, oh. get out of here. Whoa, Whoa. which one? Go. Which one? Both? <laughs> uh, damn. Absolutely. I hardly... 
Okay. And I've already hung up, but somehow the voice is still coming. Sure, whatever you say. Okay, are you calling Army. me a liar? Terrific, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, okay, oh, we're going to get back to it. Okay. Well, well, can we kill two birds with one stone this, and that the dinos actually called the murder cane? Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, studio. My God. So you mentioned maybe the diner being called. Maybe, the, maybe it's a, a, like it's a submarine sandwich shop diner called the murder cave. <laughs> <laughs> submarine sandwich shop. Here's okay. Okay. Twist on that. It, it makes it, it, it violates too. our mandate, but like it's, that's like one of those things where like that you have a clue called the murder cave and then it turns out to be a diner call or a club called the murder cave. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I yeah. feel like that's a Scooby-Doo trick, right? It's a Scooby-Doo <laughs> trick. Hey, it feels like it's uh I mean, not- I feel like they might've done that in the new Batman movie or an, <laughs> an uncharted yes. one of those. Either dumb, one of uh, them. <laughs> Uh, but but what, I mean, wait, I, what was it? What was the name of the Spielberg um, restaurant? Wasn't it set in a submarine? Oh yes, it was Dive. Dive, yes. What yes. do we call ours? Die. Die. The V's no, just dive. scratched out. It's Dive, but yeah, the V, the lights <laughs> light out. out. <laughs> that is literally the final shot. That's one hundred percent. It's where yeah. di- it's it's. Oh my and god, we open at theme. Dive, and yeah. the V is always blinking, and it's in, like um, if you're in a submarine. I mean, yeah, that's no, almost I mean, everybody- literally hanging a lantern on it, right? Or yep, a light I love on it. It is. It's literally illuminating it, and you know that's a classic. You know starting you know we're mirroring the beginning and end and of course yeah. the tracking classic kind of character open changes, with spielberg's you know. dive close with spielberg's dive <laughs> writing uh structure right we uh, wear influences on our sleeve come on okay so we have we have about 17 minutes left so wow that seems um, like more than we need but sure let's do it yeah <laughs> No, we do have a lot. Now, I think where our story is right now, I see in our idea pile, we have moved to a new city. Mm -hmm. There's something about seeing this character, maybe, especially at the start of the movie, kind of like if it's this, for some reason in my my head, like horror movies, it's like move to a new city and there's this, you know, energy and they're like excited, excited about new possibilities. And then you just like hit them with the like, not so fast, like you're in a horror movie kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, the most recent one, like last night in Soho. Yes, totally. Because you're like, there's something exciting but also something that makes you kind of nervous about being in this new new place. I just don't know, like, is this character sort of in tech? Like, I, I would assume if there's are, something... I mean, they could be... You said move to a new city. They could be new and they could be, like, starting a new job. I don't know. I'm afraid you're right in that world, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't we want this to be set, like, in someone's, like, basement somewhere, like, and they're just, like, trying NFTs? Like, I don't feel like we want to be in the, NF- like, the center of... I don't know. Yeah. Right, so they're displaced from it, right? So that... I mean, th- th- there's this other thing in nfts too where you can kind of like go in on an auction and you you win like a blank nft and then it's almost like all at the same time everybody gets their one of ten thousand nft and there's like four of them that are worth like several hundred yeah, thousand generative art you have projects. to wait until it. yeah exactly like there's a bunch of rare traits and all of a sudden it's like oh i got the one with this and this oh and then it also is neon oh my god i'm gonna sell it it's worth blah 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 or i can keep it and make four million dollars and become a celebrity because i own this thing yeah yeah my manager can tell me i own an nft now and i have to promote it on jimmy fallon <laughs> yeah exactly could yeah i don't know i'm down with wherever we want to go i'm just i'm interested because that would obviously say a lot about the character of who mm-hmm. they are is this someone who just like wanting to make some money off this new nft thing or is this someone who already collects them and well can we can we double down on the idea of like so i mean body horror almost always at least has a really strong like character need versus a character want right yeah like that that's where where the dark spiral down comes from so what what could the the chalamet character if we're saying chalamet's on one side goldberg's on another side 
or Jeff Goldblum's on one side. If that if that's where we're going, like what is it that the Chalamet character wants, and then what is it that he actually needs, and what gets in the way of that? That leads you into these this like God, you're asking all the right questions. NFT here. creates a body horror moment that then you know escalates. Well, like what are people getting into NFTs right now? Like right at this exact moment, it feels like they're getting into it either for the cynical version is they're getting into it for the cash, like for the money or the notoriety. The, there, there's also another angle of like if you have one of those, it's not just the money; it's the oh, I get access and I get cachet and I have it's, it's like a supreme drop yes. or like a clothing drop, right? Like it's the digital ephemeral version of that. So then that's fascinating and interesting because I do like the what if this NFT let you into something that wasn't just a it wasn't a Discord; it was like something like a physical location. Yeah. Holy crap. Like he has to show, he has to literally show his his NFT and they're like, oh, oh, you got the murder cave or whatever it is, the ancient glowing <laughs> stone. And then he's like, cool, the ancient glowing stone allows him into the murder cave, which then kicks off the triggers, the body horror. So is it part of a generative art project that it, he gets it? Yeah, yeah. And, and how is he that? Like, it. how does it, like every time it's sold, is it sold that way? You can sell it anytime, right? So if you're, so if you get on a whitelist for like this big, like 10,000 10, generative art drop, you know, you, you have the potential of getting something that's average. You get something that's like, like massive value. And if you have something like, I, I hate these terms, but like if you have something like a, a board Ape Yacht Club PFP, right? That you have this dumb picture of a monkey smoking a blunt wearing yeah. like 3D goggles, you could walk up somewhere at an event and be like, look, I've got my my board Ape Yacht Club. And like, cool, man, you get behind the red, the velvet rope. You get in. You're, I, I, you're like, well, what's the thing that makes VIP. this one, like this one different? Like, did this person just, like, is this something that has existed in the physical world and this is its first time being minted as an mm-hmm. NFT and being snuck out in through this generative? I feel like it's being snuck out through this generative art project if it's yeah. part of a gener- of a I keep saying generative art project is there a shorter word for that no I, I think that's fine you can call it that you can be a nerd Maybe, Seth you can be a dork could it, could it be could it be like the creator like mysteriously died right before the thing launches so then there's even it's it's like his next one that they're doing but then he dies so this is the last one so there's even more hype around so the a idea cliche. does it feel a little cliche that he died like could he could he be more like or he's a mysterious or he's yeah mysterious like or, a Daft Punk kind of thing or like yeah, or like a yeah. uh, Banksy kind of thing like maybe he's mm-hmm. an elusive like artist when no one knows his identity or her identity because this artist who the originator of the nft who created it possibly there is like a nefarious sort of they knew this was going to happen when they created it kind of thing or maybe Mm -hmm. something went wrong i don't think it needs to be explained the you know why or maybe it does i don't know i mean there's so there's so many ways you could go with it right like is it something where like this person has always been anonymous and then they did something illegal and now they're in jail but there's somehow mysteriously another mint or another another like release of this stuff like how could it how could it be generated I do like it being this artist who has been mysterious up to this point because I think what is so interesting about the ring, like movies like this, like the ring or it follows, is that there is a thread to follow and it's and that's like part of the incredibly fascinating part is going far, as far back as you can with that thread, but you're mm-hmm. never gonna get to the end of the rabbit hole. There's always gonna be more, and that more is always gonna be really scary to look back at. And I think if it's this mysterious kind of uh Banksy or if you're diving into this person, like and who this is, like that's interesting interesting in itself and in finding like the people who actually knew who that person was and saying, well, yes, that, you know, the public's eye, that person just has remained Banksy this whole time. But every people who knew this person know that like they changed about a year, like about six months ago and they got weird and they started something actually happened. going into hiding. Yeah. Something happened. And, and I like that it's this thread that would be interesting, even without the body horror story, it would be interesting to dive into like, who is this mysterious artist? Like that's interesting already, but right. it's even more interesting now because it's, it's this murder mystery or this uh, horror thread we're pulling at. 
So I, I feel like there's two ways you could go with it, right? Like if this was, if the genre was murder mystery and not body horror, then it could very easily turn into like, okay, the, all of these NFTs have clues built into them that lead you to finding this person or revealing who it is, right? And then that becomes easy. Yeah. But wh what if you're actually like near future kind of in this and like the, uh, uh, just sidebar, the thing I've always been interested in is like every generation has a thing that half that generation accepts and goes crazy for. And the other half, the generation's like, whoop, too much, right? Like you talk about Elvis Presley, half the generation was like, well, oh, nope, rock and roll too much. Then you get into like the late 60s, 70s, it's drug culture. I feel like the thing I've always been interested in waiting for, like what's our generation going to be like, wait, nope, that was cool, but this is too much is like the mixing of biology and technology. Like when you can actually say, nope, you can have Bluetooth implanted in your head. Half of our generation is like, nope, that's too far. I don't want to be able to do that. I don't want to put like, like subdermal, like LED screens into my, my body to make it look like, you know, like generative tattoos. But what if there's something like that, where it's like people are winning these NFTs and it allows them to unlock this like slight biological, like, like, oh, you can make green, like neon green eyes now, or you can have some kind of like digital augmentation of your body. Mm -hmm. And people are like super excited where it's not just this virtual digital like proof that you're cool, but you can actually go somewhere when you get this and unlock this. The only thing, thing I was just going to say, the only thing about that to me, I, I really like it. The only thing is I feel like if people are able to do that already, it might make the body horror element of our main character it less special. Yes. What so and, what and if, less odd if so, people are like, oh, I knew that would happen because mm -hmm. that you oh, guys are putting this stuff in your body. What's fascinating is the idea of the ambition of it. Like, so if, mm -hmm. if it's something that is not commonplace, what if this thing, because this is what I'm doing when I take everything you just said and I chew it up, I spit it back out in a whirly form and it's gross and weird, <laughs> is what if it started as some physical painting, right? And that's been around for a very long time. Whoever owned the painting, it slowly over time traded with you, like took you into it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and then spit out like, and, and, and transformed you into this, this kind of pawn or servant thing that always looks the same. It always, it's, mm -hmm. it's not switching with the thing that was in the painting. It's actually adding you to the thing in the painting and then trading out with this like pawn of a character creature that then his job is to distribute or resell the painting and move it to mm -hmm. the next place. And we don't know that we're like, we're figuring that out. So that, that, character that thing so this can isn't be nft this isn't pixel art in your in this story you're talking it looks like but it could be art. it could be a transition though right like it could be an old school painting and that old school paintings awareness is like man i can i can't scale this right this isn't good business what if i actually like it's a sentient evil painting and it's been doing this dorian gray trick forever but all of a sudden it's like no what if i could actually get out there and put this painting out as an nft now everybody who now owns it now i could do that on ten thousand scale and then they could go then it turns into like the virus or it turns into the like yeah. And that and that thing that it spits that it, that it turns you into that it like trades you for is can is one is a nice like red herring that you can have like pictures of it or witness accounts of it this thing that we don't know how this fix in, fits into the story but there's apparently some Igor like creature thing that like is a part of it and it turns out it's turning you into that and taking you mm -hmm. into the painting again everything I just said would not be in the logline for the movie the logline would be about right. this like cursed NFT whatever the good version of this it's like the ring but with NFTs and then by the end of the movie what I, everything I just said is the explanation for what it's actually doing okay, so, so we have a, so we have this a would mechanism just slowly slowly trade body parts or whatever over time as almost like this painting is slowly like back to the future style like you're being slowly added to it is there, um, there i feel thing? like there has to be something that you have to accomplish in those like say you have 14 days and there's something in those 14 days that you have to accomplish or you end up in the thing yeah because we we 
have just let you guys know about five minutes left and we still don't and have our, like, our the story. protagonist is still a passive protagonist essentially yeah, yeah. we have a mechanism basically yes for yeah. to enable body horror okay so going back need want so what is it this is a timothy chalamet some some kid who wants to be cool and he lucks into finding this painting so and he hangs it up in his new apartment and people, his friends are like that thing sucks that's not cool why is that old and he's like no it's it's different nobody else has something like this and as he starts watching and getting closer he notices things in the painting becoming more him and painting things from the painting start going into the real world like he starts having that right like whatever those like features are or is well, that leaning too far it's into the NFT, Dorian Gray right? thing it's the NFT right that's what yeah. I was thinking of. so like it was a painting and then this guy eventually NFT'd it like you said like minted it and now it, it's existed on the blockchain and it basically when you buy the token you get the painting with it yeah right? maybe that's his maybe that's his way of trying to get rid of the curse right he feels like he's slowly changing you have all the body horror moments he's like I'm gonna burn this or whatever but it still doesn't go away so he still had a picture of the painting and he mints that to be like okay well maybe it isn't that I have to get rid of the picture maybe it is I have to hand the curse off to the next person and then most the easiest way for him to do it is to do it through an NFT because nobody's gonna buy this shitty painting like he tries to cut it up he tries to do different things to it it's like no it physically harming it won't do it he has that's to smart. He has to like then there can be a transfer it that's great because there can be a building fire as part of like this backstory in history that like we mm -hmm. turns out it was so we could burn the painting but it burned the whole building down but that's like a nice a nice thing to work backwards through of like uh, an element to be in the to okay. be in that backstory <laughs> I feel like we got so into the NFT side of things and trying to under uncover and explain it and figure out the mechanism that do we do we have a character arc is the NFT thing really just like the hook to, for the sequel that's no, the no, no, no. I think end, no, I, no I really the, like, like the NFT idea I think that's what I like it to. starting as a painting and then making making a but we don't sort of it doesn't start as a painting in narrative order in the film. That's the backstory, right. right? Is that it's it's an NFT thing. And the movie opens. This kid gets this NFT and he gets this exclusive one, whatever. And then his and then he starts his body starts warping and weird stuff. And turns out it like it needs to be like one item of his, something of his that like a tattoo yeah, he had on his finger, up. and that finger is now in the painting or something. Like his and, his, uh, his Apple Watch goes from being on his wrist to being in the painting, and then the old like watch is on his hand. Like he wakes up one day, and he's like, "Well, how the fuck did that get there?" Okay, that's like, fine. Like, what, 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 you know, because it, it, it has to be something that stands very out innocently before his body is actually changed. Yeah, like he almost thinks his friends are like just punking him, right? Like he, he has a YouTube channel and he's like, wait, wait, what? Who did this? Who who took the painting and did this? Like, where'd you get this old corrupt, like this old watch? Like, okay, enough. This isn't funny. Anymore. And then one leg, then, you know, the next morning, one leg is is like rail thin and like, and yeah. like deteriorating and shorter than the other one. Like, how yeah. in the world did this happen overnight? That kind of a thing. Wakes up, freaks yeah. out. And so, yeah, it's then this he starts is Timothy Chalamet as Logan Paul. <laughs> no. Oh God, we can't make him that unlikable. <laughs> we got to sort of root for him a little bit. Oh, this is becoming. Uh, I was going to say too. What I feel like a lot of body horror movies they end and it's like not a happy ending. Yeah, it's um, a devolution. It would like be really just... interesting to start at that the dive submarine themed you know diner or whatever, and it's Timothy Chalamet with the friend or something, and then at the end it's the person he turns into at the mm -hmm. diner, and it's like mirrored the shots or whatever, and you know the uh, creepy. That's very. I like that. That's very Nightmare Alley. Yes. Oh yeah, totally. I love totally that movie. I love that movie. I love that movie, but the so only good. thing I wish they would have done, the only thing I wish they would have done, and probably was too cheesy, is that, oh, this is me. Is it okay to spoil anything about Nightmare Alley? I probably shouldn't say so, it. Spoiler alert. Nightmare Alley. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the only thing I wish they would have done in, in Nightmare Alley is that when you when you saw the geek in the, the carnival the first time, you never really saw his face, but it actually was played by Bradley Cooper. Yeah, that would have been good. Because uh, at the end, sure. when it goes full circle, like, oh, you told me the whole time. And the whole um, point then wouldn't have been about the surprise. You've already been there. So the character's yeah. want is, ex is exclusivity is like, in a, like it's, it's to 
be in a cool club, like it'd be part of yeah. things. He's, and, he, he's doing everything he can. He's got a YouTube channel. He's trying to be an influencer. He's trying to be a social media star, but he just can't break through. And then and he's not very good at painting. It. I think we make. Yeah, it he actually sad sucks. And yeah, yeah. Like, all right, thanks, guys. Blah blah blah. blah. You like this you is, just kind of yeah. feel bad for him because he's like trying to do this thing and it's not quite working. Yeah, he fuck. And, he's like he's like subscribe that like button and hit that. Wait, oh no. And maybe maybe when he gets his NFT or whatever, it could be like almost like a fake success, you know, like a fake victory, and then yeah. that's when it starts, you know. And just to, just to confirm, he buys the token, he gets the art, but it comes with with the yeah. physical. No, art. no, no, it doesn't yeah. come with the physical. Physical no? art was burnt. Like the physical art was burned okay. to the ground. Like it started that way. Okay, and sorry, I thought we talked way. about it burning him burning it down to try to stop this, and then no, no, I thought I saw there's a backstory. To me, the painting, gotcha. the painting is part of you start pulling the thread of like where my body is. This thing is taking my body, so I want to find out what the hell's going on. You find out who the previous owners were, and then you start pulling at that thread. And when you start pulling at that thread, you find the story of someone before who started having a lot of similar symptoms, and then mm-hmm. they burned their house to the ground. Maybe even died. Maybe that's even a little slight twist. It's like, okay, look, he's actually dead. We sold this thing as an NFT. It was his last project, like he was going to do, and then he burned himself to the ground in a fire. And so we released mm-hmm. this stuff, and then we pull at it and turn learn that he burnt a painting in there. He had just gotten this painting. Then we pull the thread of where did this painting come from and what was this painting? Turns out it was part of satanic rituals and blah, 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 blah. And you know an what I mean? Like, stone that glows somehow. Yes. And, okay. I was going to say too, we are currently- Time to pitch your movie. Uh, oh, out geez. of time. Summers, it's all you. You got this? Just kidding. What's that? I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, summer. Sure. So you got so, uh, this. Yeah, here we go. But uh, I was just going to say, let's not forget just to make sure we get that assignment points just to hit on the diner there at the beginning. So we didn't, yeah, we, we didn't get declaration of independence. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think the summary. No, 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 summary no, no. We Hey, could, we worked, we could just work that in somehow into, uh, some loser tried to dec- tried to, to mint the declaration of independence. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe in the painting, the, the old guy's holding the declaration of independence <laughs> and his iPad hit the dude's iPad swaps with the picture instead of instead of the apple oh yeah that's it instead of the apple watch that timothy chalamet has got an ipad and the first thing he sees is in that old painting the dude has a declaration of independence he's not holding the declaration of independence and the guy's holding the ipad so he has the actual declaration of independence or a replica or a replica (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm in I'm a fan. No, no, no. They might be pushing it too far. Yeah, but uh, I think I think we can give it a, a good pitch. But do we uh, come up with the name? Do we come up with the name? Should it be like NF NFT NF uh, blockchain? Uh, something NFT related. Oh. I don't know NFT terms. <laughs> Today on Writer's Room Game Show, we have a very special guest, uh, one of my best buds. He also works in tech, which is very related to uh, what we are pitching today. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Blake Sager to the show. Yeah. Hey. Pretend there's applause sound effects you happening did it, Blake. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to get right into it. Um, Blake, our assignment today from the big Hollywood studio, we were assigned to develop a body horror movie. The tone was nonstop. The demographic is fans of pixel art, which uh, I know you fall under because you were given you gave us yep. a few demographics to add to the yep. generator. Yep. And then our studio mandate was 
one word, Chalamet. And you can imagine how that showed up in our movie. And we are also given a wild card mandate that Hollywood apparently loves diner scenes right now. So they really want us to start and end our movie in a diner. And we were also given uh, five uh, ideas for our ideal pile. I'll pitch that to you at the end and we'll see how much of that showed up in our pitch for a movie. So Seth is currently <laughs> messaging titles, possible titles <laughs> for our movie. And it says Tales from the Crypto. So oh, no. Uh, um, I kind of love that. You only knew how triggering that is. I guess we'll get into it. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be good. This, this is, is going to be really good. It um, might be our target audience then. I'm getting excited. So, uh, Seth or uh, Ryan Summers, would you, one of you guys would like to start our pitch? Maybe pitch Ryan a little would love to. Sure, Seth, how about you do that, Seth? Ryan was just you, saying you he's so down. excited. Hey, you know what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not proper of me to throw our guest immediately under the bus. So, I'm going to let that bus slowly take you, Ryan. Yeah, just I'm give, give him a little pitch under. for the premise. So, here's... Well, well, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go, Seth. No, you... Well, how about how about we name drop some of our influences to just start off to get you in the headspace, right? We talked a lot about a lot of different references and Go touch ahead. points, isn't it? Okay. Well, it's kind of like X plus Y with a little bit of Z. Is that fair? We do it that way? Go for sure. it. Sure. Okay. Well, we talked a little bit about body horror, the fly obviously being like the cornerstone, the whole idea of like seeing someone who's captivating and interesting just devolve into complete like abject horror, right? And it starts off with a little bit of wonder, and then you very quickly get disgusted as they get disgusted. I think we also name drop like falling down, like that whole sense of just like despair. Um, what other ones do we say? The ring. Do we, the ring. Yes. And then I think even like idle hands, which is a weird reference ah! to kind of throw into. And the eye. Um, and the eye. Yeah. Jessica so, Alba like, and the eye. So a lot of happy, a lot of happy movies. But it, it, I think we're, we're, we're trying to dance around what I think is a, touch, a touchy subject, but maybe it plays both ways. Like, what do you think about the world of NFTs? Because this movie is set directly in it and it may play to your hatred or also your aspirations. Yeah. So I hate them. Perfect. I think that they're a pox on the art community in general. Maybe, maybe even a curse? Definitely a curse. I, okay, I think so the would, curse would the, works well. Yeah. Would, the title, would a title like Crypto curse actually make you interested to see someone who's We're straight to video now guys we're a vod <laughs> There's a lot of benefits if you go straight to streaming these days. If you knew someone, if you could go on the journey of someone who's super into the world of NFTs and see them completely have their lives crushed by being obsessed with it, would that be a ride you'd be excited joining? Yeah, I think so. I also like am worried that like I'm going to build sympathy at the wrong point and like feel bad <laughs> for this person, but also at the same time enjoy them, you know, completely wrecking their lives. But great jumping off point. So we meet our character in sitting in a diner and it's, it's actually the last people think they're all gone, but there's one last dive location which was in fact it's not even really still open it's just still branded as dive which was steven spielberg's backed underwater themed diner that has like submarine themed etc etc so this dive however the letter v on the sign is flickering so it just says die an exclamation point um and we meet Timothy Chalamet, who is playing a character whose name we don't have. We'll, we'll just call him Timothy. So we'll just call him Timothy Chalamet. And so Timothy Chalamet is sitting at uh, on his laptop in this dive. It's, you know, this formerly, for, this diner formerly known as Dive, this die, if you will. And he's got headphones on. It's raining outside, really moody. Think the Batman, because I just saw yesterday and everything is the Batman right now. And he's 
editing. He's doing probably the most depressing thing you could think of of someone to do. He is editing his own YouTube video in which he is saying like and subscribe and he's adding an end screen at the end. And he posts it to his YouTube channel, which clearly has 14 subscribers. No, what's 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 something that would give him some hope? It's got maybe 27 subscribers or 99. <laughs> he's hoping to go to 100. 99. Yeah. Right? But, but as soon as he releases the video, it goes down to 98 and then 90. He can't get to triple digits. <laughs> That's great. And then he switches over to Summer's Quick Throw Me. He's on Open Sea. He's on Open Sea. He's on Open Sea. Thank you, sir. And so he's on Open Sea and he's. And he's this this generative art project's about to go up that he is like he's all about and wants no 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 we need to show his despair he's um uh, he's is bidding on something this exclusive thing and doesn't get it summers you really should be handling this part um, <laughs> so so he's obsessing about trying to win this PFP project because it's going to get him sure. access to everything he wants to win sure. this like generative thing where one out of ten thousand of them is like the rarest thing in the world and it'll promote him to superstardom it'll give him YouTube followers people want to know what he's done he's going to get on Jimmy Fallon right next to Paris Hilton and he's trying to get it <laughs> Seth does he get it? He does not get it. And he's bummed. He's really, really bummed. Uh, but it's just normal. He doesn't get these things ever. And the only thing he has, he has like some run of the mill ones that everybody has. And he has a profile picture that looks like everybody else's profile picture. It's exactly just a the same. stupid ape, just like everybody else. Just stupid <laughs> ape. And he goes home. We see his apartment. His apartment is sparse. He's got very little. He's got, you know, some video gear and lighting gear and a green screen setup. And uh, we feel sad for this guy, right? And he's just playing Call of Duty Warzone and streaming to two people on Twitch. Exactly. And so the idea is we want to get into this place to where he ends up, I just realized we really didn't get into the nitty gritty of like what this guy's world looks like. But Polly, why don't you take it? Yes. He eventually goes back to OpenSea and he's he's looking, he's sort of browsing, sort of, <laughs> so, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just browsing. He's late at night, just sort of, you know, imagine mm. like a dark room and it's just yeah, the yeah, light from his exactly. phone. And he sees yep. one uh, NFT that really catches his eye and it's like super discounted. He's like, like I want that he, NFT is what he says. It's, it's, only, it's only one he can afford. He's it's the only one he like, can afford and it's like this cool like pixel art of this portrait with a few people in it. It's like, wow, that looks super cool. And so, we somehow convey it's from the equivalent of like Banksy. It's like if Banksy were to put this thing, sure, you know, sure. like this mysterious, elusive, no one and knows who he, he is. He just got in on it. He saw it before anybody else. He like goes as fast as he can. He's like, I got to get it. I can have just enough to get it. He gets it. And it's in his account. He can't believe it. Yes. So excited. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's what he sounds like. Can Polly, I, I almost want Polly to play this, play the Chalamet character. Yes. It's so good. Ryan Polly as Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. as this character. <laughs> Oh, man. Basically, from then on, we find out through a series of events that the next day he wakes series up. Series of unfortunate events. <laughs> yes, Lemony Snickets. And, uh, Wait, then doesn't, he, doesn't, he, doesn't he wake up and then there he actually finds something at his door that there's actually something based on that pixel art? No. no. there's He wakes up. So there's... <laughs> sorry, Blake. Uh, okay, Renee, uh, cut this part out. No, uh, Renee, keep all of it. <laughs> okay, we're back to it. Here we go. Um, so yeah, we were so always so in it. Pixel, right? Renee didn't cut it. Anything. <laughs> it's Seth. 
so this in this picture in the nft there's a portrait and within the portrait there's this guy with like a very classic watch on it's like uh you know a very nice uh sort of metal you know silver watch and our character has a, a apple watch that we noticed throughout the film he, he interacts with it but he wakes up one morning and he looks down at his wrist and it's like this really nice like you know i don't know watch brands nice the nice silver watch that he noticed in the nft and he looks at the nft and his apple watch is now in the nft and he's like that's kind of odd you know the how how the hell did this happen he's kind of weirded out but you know it's one of those weird things where it's like he tries to tell people about it on youtube and it's like nobody believes him whatever but through the course of our what sequence would you say we're in right now uh sort of second act uh, of our movie we don't have it all sort of oh he's got out, it sort of he's got it beat. we're in we're in the first half of act two so we're in either sequence we're in sequence c right now yeah yeah but we through throughout sort of our the promise of the premise would be throughout the and like the fun and game section of this is basically we've we find out that this low this nft is actually uh <laughs> i'm sorry i'm looking, I'm looking at you can't message while i talk because it's going to distract me ryan summer's talking about this is going to be the lowest rated episode of all time and i doubt that i doubt that sincerely ryan uh, you didn't live through salt and pepper started so strong or, you started so strong ryan you didn't live through the one that we abandoned last two weeks ago and uh oh, no. is going- i mean blake blake we started with this being called shall i may shall i might we started so strong <laughs> it's still in the picture i mean it's still on no, the table is- it could still but here's the Basically, point this is a body horror film in which a, a nft with a the the person in the nft is slowly becoming the person that bought the nft and the person that bought the right. nft is slowly becoming something else and we yeah, don't think, think dorian gray meets the fly via nfts yeah i was just about to bring that up because i think this is the this will be the the first attempt at dorian gray since the league of extraordinary gentlemen yeah. so the bars the bar is really easy to clear i think if we don't clear league of extraordinary gentlemen i think we might be done with the podcast for a while and that's the but t- yeah we, we we love the idea of basically this piece of art and not only is it because it's an nft you know of course it uh, there's a record of who has who has bought this nft and the there's you know 20 percent going back to you know the originator but we're kind of taking that and saying what if each person that bought this nft prior have been like absorbed and in, into the nft and replaced um, slowly replaced and what if with, like going back even further before it was even it was minted as an nft it was originally a painting and that painting yeah. has like all this old creepy history to it too of whenever it would it would do the same thing to whoever bought it and whoever owned it it's we talk, basically it's, it's like the imagine, ring of nfts yeah and imagine so like slowly over the course of 14 days like each one of his body parts are sort of being replaced by this like uh, like a creepy old man's like body mm-hmm. parts so it's like he wakes up and he's got like this super thin sort of emaciated uh you know leg and uh, that's shorter than his leg and like so it's kind of a race against time for him to figure out what's happening why non-stop, it's happening non-stop. he's, he's, he's non-stop, researching yeah. did you ever see it follows blake mm-hmm. no but i did the thing i do with all scary movies and i read the wikipedia article about <laughs> so i'm familiar, yeah, it's, i'm familiar it's with a great that. article so, that one really great so so it's so, this it's this thing where it's like even if it because it's a slow burn but it's like the tension is like it keeps coming and he's, and he's got to figure right. out in these 14 days sort of like researching the origins of this piece of art we we found out the uh person who owned the original painting tried to burn it to stop it and he ended up burning his whole house down and they said that he died but really he you know so there's a whole history behind it and so uh by the end of the movie he's trying to figure this out and unfortunately it would eventually he would eventually meet his demise uh, and be absorbed into the nft and replaced uh, with someone else mm-hmm. who and the, ra- uh, the race against time poly is that he's got to try to sell it to someone else because that's uh, why it was so cheap for him to get it he's like why is this banksy level thing like essentially free i 
got to take it. And he takes it. And then over 14 days, everything devolves. And at some point he tries to like literally pawn it off to someone for free. He tries to trade it. He tries to literally burn it, which I think slow burn actually might make a really good name for this. Slow burn. Curse. We did it. Right. But he tries it like, you wait, because you're saying, because burn is like uh, with NFTs yeah. when you sell it. Yeah. You can burn an NFT, but maybe when oh. he tries to burn it, it actually creates two or it actually, it sends it to two of his mm. friends. So now he has it and two of his friends have it. Slow burn. So then he's like, oh, I can't burn it. Right. I can't burn it. So he's got to try to find a way to legitimately, honestly sell it to the next person. So he's in a race against time. So you almost have the forward clock of like, I got to get this done yeah. in 14 days, but you have the other clock of like, where did this come from? So maybe he has a friend, his one other friend is trying to research like, where did this thing come from? And oh, the pixel art was actually based on this old painting. This old painting was this guy. And there's all the back and forth of him trying to create his influence on his like YouTube channel, or whatever, to get enough notoriety to get some schmuck to take it. So you have, you have those two pressures coming at the same time. Yep. And then it ends, of course, with him back at the, the die diner. And we have this creepy mirror shot where it's the same shot at the opening of the movie, but now he's a completely different person. And it's like a, uh, almost like a, you know, weird sort of stoic sort of character. Uh, it's just a slow, it's a slow push in on his laptop. And you see the actual NFT is just a pixel art of him. He's mm -hmm. fully in the NFT. And uh, that's when it comes to slow burn. The and, title uh, that we had. That I think. Going into uh, this. And then there's, there's a few bits throughout the film too with NFTs. You know, we, there's, we sort of get a good glimpse of different uh, dumb sort of NFTs, like an ancient stone that glows. And oh, yes. uh, there's a uh, bit about uh, someone trying to mint the Declaration of Independence <laughs> and like yep. uh, all this, uh, you know, sort of, we wanted to appeal to people that don't like the culture of NFTs. Like, uh, sure. you, like you, like we, us three, it's sort of like uh, me and Ryan on both sides and Seth sort of in the middle in terms of our NFT, you know, mm -hmm. love. Um, so we wanted to appeal to, you know, everybody, whether you're a big fan or you're not. Um, so you're saying yeah. it's, a, it's a four quadrant picture that people who aspire to be an NFT superstar and also people who want to see the downfall of it can both appreciate the journey yes. with full IP potential to go backwards and forwards. Yes. Men, the four quadrants are men who love NFTs, women who love NFTs, men who hate NFTs and women who hate NFTs. Women who love the men who hate NFTs. Yes. <laughs> It's actually, it's actually, it's actually three dimensional quadrants. There's also <laughs> women that put up with men who yeah. love NFTs, <laughs> women but that anyways, love women who hate NFTs. It's it really, the possibilities are endless and we're going to appeal to all of them. That's, yeah, that's this, our picture. I can't believe so we went to NFTs before, before you ask, we ask you our questions before uh, you throw your money at us. We do have a any, few questions any for you. comments or questions for us. Yeah. So I think I, I got a few. So when the transformation is complete, the minting is finished, if you will. What, like, what is, is the original character's consciousness just like gone? Is it altered? Is he stuck in some immutable state on the blockchain? Like what, like what know. is he fearing besides just this physical transformation? He is, here's what I'll tell you then. I'm very passionate about this. He, he fears disappearing into nothingness, like being like non-existent, like his life being futile, being non-existent, which obviously very overtly is mirrored in his quest mm -hmm. before he gets the NFT and trying to be internet famous, trying to have followers and a vlog and everything he is afraid of just blending into the nothingness and into the noise and, uh, and so it's a full nothing. journey and he so, starts off metaphorically nothing gets a taste uh, of being something and then li like literally becomes nothing becomes nothing which is hysterical because then it's like that's just a through line to the vacuous nature of nfts, of NFTs and the entire culture uh, yeah exactly ah, there it is yeah. i think you just got a co-writing line <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that makes sense i also would be really i would love to see a bunch of in jokes not necessarily for people who like are in the culture 
culture of NFTs, but like very famously, there was a really bad hack of Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And the only reason way they could get around it was that everybody, like they, they did a hard fork. So enough people that had ownership on the blockchain were essentially like, okay, we're going to reset from this point and pretend all of this yeah. stuff that happened after this, this point is fake. I, would, <laughs> I think it'd be really funny to see stuff like that. Like maybe he gets rid of it. He does kind of get rid of it. And mm -hmm. you were going into this fake denouement and then that, that hard fork happens and it's back in his ownership. Um, uh, classic he Monsters University third act twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I think that was it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, love it. Okay, well, and on that note, we will get to our focus group questions. First of which is, please rate these one to ten. Uh, how likely are you to see this movie? One to ten. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say seven. I'm gonna say a good seven. Hey, oh, was that out loud? Sorry. Seth, do you mind uh, writing these down as I seven? Two? Yeah. Okay. Second question is, how likely are you to recommend this movie? Oh, uh, very low. I'm gonna say a two. <laughs> I would, I would see this in the dark of night with nobody, nobody, nobody knows. I would just be okay too. Like when you, yeah. Um, that's it. Oh yes. Adherence. How well did we adhere to our assignment? And I'll repeat our assignment. It is a body horror movie. Nonstop was the tone. Fans it, of it pixel never stops art. playing. It's just always it keeps going <laughs> until it's over. It's on loop. The mandate was Chalamet, and the wild card is we start and end with diner scenes. Yeah, I think they were all all hit. The first one is hard because that's such a it's body horror so visceral and it's like inherently visual and it's hard to communicate. Did that we not mention words, that? Every night he is screaming and in pain because his body is literally transforming. Uh, no, forgot to mention Only his that inner part. organs. His inner organs turn to pixels. Yes. First. So is it like it's like on a time? Like it happens at a set time? No, and then the it's next well, day not really. It just is gradually happening, and so some days, okay. some points, he'll have just like searing pain, and his his arm will just start bleeding oh. and oozing like okay. for no yeah. reason. And yeah, with that, with that, I think you'll hit it because again, you brought up the fly. Like the art, the mm -hmm. arm wrestling scene is like yeah. I love exactly. the idea of seeing like like like. like uh, Tetris box cubes like just starting to protrude under his skin like oh. anything that's organic starts going angular and popping and Ooh. like yeah Ooh. that'd yeah. be cool so what what number would you give that then 1 to 10 uh, yeah do a 7 again yeah. a 7 wonderful okay and then our last question rate the overall idea overall idea oh 10 oh, oh, I'm so extreme hopefully this is not skewing your metrics <laughs> <laughs> you got that's a 10 good. out of 2 that's good we, we averaged out it. yes and then uh, we also have um, let me t tell you what was in our idea pile so these are 5 ideas um, that uh, Seth and I have in a, in a library that we generate every episode. We, if we use an idea, we get two points. So we had the Declaration of Independence which uh, we had a little bit in there about minting the Declaration of Independence. An ancient stone that glows somehow. I don't. I'm gonna say we didn't hit that. No. We didn't. We didn't have a strong pitch for that. Let him um, decide. What's that? Let him decide if we did or not. Okay. Okay. Submarine. Did we? Which would be? Did we hit the uh, the Sorry. ancient stone that glows somehow? Did y'all just mint it? Is that all? Is it just an <laughs> NFT? Yeah, it's an NFT. Yeah. No, I guess technically, you we know, did it. Check, I told you, Paul. Okay, we got. We got. It. <laughs> uh, some a submarine which we put in the dive uh, submarine themed uh. diner. <laughs> a cave everyone calls the murder cave. Didn't get that one. And then a move to a new city, which we didn't, you know, we didn't even get close to that. Um, so I'd say, what, is that six points? Six points plus 36 from our focus group means we got a 42, which... Which means? Which means the studio should be calling us any second. Wait, what? What did we have to hit? Oh, oh. Uh, that must be them. I'll uh, once again put them on speakerphone. Give me one second. Get in, Studio? loser. We're buying your movie. Boom! Yes. yes! Slow burn. Slow burn. The studio's buying Thank you it. so much, Studio. Uh, 
I, I don't know what to say. Welcome to the first day of your life having value. <laughs> Thank you, studio. Yes. Weirdly patronizing. We're going to turn this into a five-picture franchise, we promise. We can see it. Yes, there's as so much money. As long as people here. care about NFTs for the next three years. Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, well, thank you so much. We're we're so excited. We can't wait to uh, hopefully give you guys uh, some some more sold movies here in the next uh, Talk uh, next to you episodes. later. Oh, wait. I almost <laughs> forgot. One more thing. Just make sure it's better than Gremlins, an empirically bad movie. Damn it. Studio. Oh, man. It it is is an assessment that everyone shares. It is an assessment that everyone shares. It is an assessment that everyone shares. Stop it. <laughs> Studio. We get it, okay? okay? Thank you for buying our movie. I'll see you later, okay? Bye. I, I, something else. That was a successful episode. You guys have been talking my behind my back, haven't you, Seth? No. The Writer's Room Game Show with me, Ryan Pollock, and Seth Worley. Executive produced by Grant Wakefield at Weekend Video and Ann Fogarty at Plot Devices. Edited to perfection by Renee Gomez. Our art is by your buddy, Meg Lewis, and our face-melting music is by Ben Worley. The Writer's Room Game Show is a Weekend Video production in association with Plot Devices. Learn more about Weekend Video at weekend.video and check out writersroomgame.show to listen to all of our episodes and suggest your own prompts for future shows. And don't forget to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show out a lot. See you in the next one.